Welcome to a very special holiday edition of the 602 Row Show. We are filming Thanksgiving morning. Uh, no promises on when the video gets put up, uh, but this is, a, this is our holiday show, so I'll, I'll put some turkeys <laughs> in the video. Maybe. Uh, we believe this is episode nine, previewing week seven. Week seven picks, week six review. So yes, this should be uh, episode nine. So uh, not in the studio, uh, so we will see how this goes. But uh, a very interesting episode. Uh, we'll get to some of the some of the weird minutiae of what happened. Uh, certainly, certainly a weird one. Uh, real quick, here's the flash. This is the uh, the points overview. Uh, for the Rose League, our standard league that we play. Uh, week six picks. Uh, a little all over the place. Uh, 2,116 people tied for first. Uh, so <laughs> good job to all of our winners. <laughs> um, even in our home league, I think there were eight of us that tied uh, with a perfect lineup. I think so. As I think I was eight. Okay. So I didn't have a perfect lineup. <laughs> that, uh, and we'll get to that in a minute here. But uh, uh, as the as the rosters get thinner and thinner, it's easier and easier to pick the guys, uh, even if you don't follow spoilers. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up uh, with our with our week seven picks. Uh, but you definitely saw it in week six when there was only so many guys. Uh, we had. Uh, Brendan and Clayton get one-on-one -on -one dates. Um, so the, the perfect lineup would have been chalk, meaning the uh, the four guys that we know moved on, plus Clayton. Um, wild cards that some people pick to try to try to level the, the points field a little bit didn't necessarily work out. Uh, Olu came in with exactly zero points. Um, you know, Rick had low points. Uh, I, I believe Martin finished negative. Uh, so. Not a not a great week for making up space. Um, I mean, you'll see uh, here up on the screen how we how we finished. Uh, we did both move up, I believe. No. No. Okay. So I I don't have it all on my screen here. I went from twentieth to seventeenth. Uh, Megan, where, where did you where did you slide? From thirty third to fifty sixth, I think. Okay, so really, from a from a fantasy standpoint, there's not going to be a whole lot of opportunities to make up ground. Um, so really, where you'll where you'll fit in, keep making your picks because anyone who doesn't make their picks is going to slide back quite a ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know, as we go into week seven here, there's only three you pick three out of four. Um, so there's not a whole lot of opportunities to make up space unless we see something crazy come through. Um, but the, the lineup should start looking very similar, but with the holidays and people doing stuff with their families, uh, there's going to be opportunities to move up the leaderboard uh, without necessarily having a distinct lineup. So just keep making your picks, keep getting them in, uh, and, and you'll keep pushing through that. Do uh, you have anything else from a point standpoint? No, I, th I, th I just think, like, in terms of just, like, <laughs> fun level, I think this is where, like, Bachelor in Paradise is still, like, pretty fun even those final weeks because you can still have like a lot of movement point wise um just with the different edits people get or with like the time spent on different people um versus yeah like in the regular bachelorette bachelor seasons you're really just cruising at this point yeah it's gonna be real formulaic you're gonna plug in 
pretty much what you have. It's going to be three this week. It's going to be two next week. It's going to be the men tell all, and you're going to pick a winner. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so anybody following any kind of spoilers is going to have exactly the same lineup. Uh, like I said, barring anything crazy that we see in previews, uh, yeah, it's not unheard of for someone going home to outscore the winner. It's just it's real uncommon. The, the way the points fall out, uh, losing the points or going home, it's just you, you pretty much chalk the rest of the way. But you know, we'll get to that when we get to our week seven picks. Uh, but as you see on the screen here, uh, myself, Myra, Megan, Ashley, Red. That's the top five for the home league, for the 602 Roadshow League. Uh, so really a, a great job by everyone. I think uh, everyone who's played weekly is in the top 50 uh, top 50% uh, globally. And then we have some people who you know make picks here and there. And uh, their averages are great. Uh, and, and that's what I'll say about, about our league top to bottom is that uh, pretty much everybody picks and picks well. All right, uh, we'll jump to our uh, our big three. Uh, I almost wanted to do a, a love, a hate, and something we'll, we're thankful for, uh, you know, in the, in the spirit of the holiday. But uh, uh, maybe maybe we'll add that as a bonus because uh, uh, I, I do have a surprise. But uh, uh, my love was uh, what I'm calling uh, the kids v Martin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The the voiceover of the little blonde girl over Martin talking. Uh, was hilarious they uh they yeah. saw right through that goober and hated them yeah and whether that was producer prompted or kid intuition we don't know but yeah it was cute say like kid tuition kid intuition yeah, I, thought, I thought you shortened it in the one word and i was i was ready to, kid ready to shot your way yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been known to make up words before. <laughs> what was your love for this week? Um, so my love for this week was the way that um, Michelle broke up with Clayton. <laughs> um, it was just like it was, <laughs> it was, um, you know, she took like that very stereotypical, like it's not you, it's me, but like really, I don't know, like made it feel real. <laughs> Which I appreciated. Um, <laughs> you can see your face that you're not buying what I'm saying here. But no, I felt like she did a good job. And like, I appreciate her comment of like, um, I'm saying that something's missing, but it doesn't mean like, that you don't have that thing. It's just that like the connection's not there. Right. And so I don't know, like it, I felt like she did a pretty good job, especially compared to maybe some of the other people that we've seen on the show um with doing the breakup and trying to make it less about like there's a flaw in you or there's something missing in you and more about it's just not here for me we were watching with a friend here uh here at the denims and uh she's not as deep into this bullshit as we are uh and she was very upset that michelle picked up the rose and held it while she was telling Clayton everything that was wrong with him and then put it down. And uh, Ash looked over at her and, and she goes, just, you have to do that. It's contractual. The producers make you pick the rose up. Yeah. And uh, I just, I was trying to put myself in the situation. And like, if she picks up their rose and puts it back down, I'm so mad, so <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah, because they want the tears. They want the explosiveness. Like they want the commentary after. But as much as I hated that, not my hate. 
my hate was those horrific khaki pants that she wore on her date with Clayton. Oh, yeah. She's, she's standing up against the limo. And I we paused it. I'm like, what in the ever-living fuck is she wearing? Mm-hmm. They have dressed her so well. My, my objections to her dress are well-documented because they've all been on this damn show. <laughs> Those pants were absurd. And that's my hate for this episode. I did not mind the pants. But I know you and I have different... Um, clothing likes for women <laughs> that we've documented off the show. <laughs> um, my big hate for this week, um, probably to no one's surprise, if you know me, is the fact that uh, Brandon asked for Michelle's parents' blessing. <laughs> um, because as a, you know, independent woman in the 21st century that's not something that needs to happen anymore um that said I did super appreciate Michelle's parents response which was amazing so I I do appreciate that the head canon right uh for me mentally he asked for their permission while still wearing her father's swim trunks he did not. He was in his clothes again. That's in, in my ah. head. Like the, the, his his dad's swim trunks. Her dad's swim trunks are still under his clothes. He he is asking for their daughter's hand while wearing her father's swim trunks. That's just where I went mentally. Okay. What was uh, what was your surprise for this episode? Would it be better if he was wearing something else? Would it make it worse if he was wearing something else? Like you said, the whole thing was a little off-putting uh but we've talked about how young brandon is and michelle has come across with very traditional values yeah so it it didn't seem horrifically out of place uh not something i think needed to happen but it, it didn't it didn't seem out of place for him to go there but as you said the way the situation was handled overall i think was real clean i but i don't I hate that he did it. I don't hate Brandon for it, if that makes sense. Yes. And I agree. I agree. Yes, same. Um, like I said, it's just, it's something that happens. And I feel like at this point, it's almost expected that it's going to happen, like on the show. Like it's just like part of like what Bachelor Nation is, is some of those traditional values um, or those traditional um, uh, just acts of service. Um, that again, I'm never going to love. <laughs> and I acknowledge that watching it, which is part of why I have to do fantasy to make myself be okay with watching this show. <laughs> fun. I mean, it's fun for us, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So, my surprise um, was I clearly am not super good at math because I was very much not anticipating the hometown for next week. <laughs> um, and so, going from eight guys to four guys was a surprise for me. I was so, not this episode. They they pulled a quick one on us. Uh, I think we were talking about on the last show. Uh, we thought Rick had another week. We thought we'd go to five. Yeah. Um, so really early in the episode, the guys are are talking. A you know, producer prompted discussion and uh, talking yeah. about how 
foreigners are going home. And if you stay, it's hometowns. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here week seven, eight, nine, yeah. and a men tell all, right? right? So the men tell all falls somewhere in there. Um, yeah, it's 10 total episodes. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we now we're going to go from four to three, three to two. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was not what we were anticipating from a show format standpoint. Uh, and you know, it, it had the potential to burn some of us for fantasy, uh, but also from a, from a strategic standpoint, um, just not, not what we were expecting. Um, yeah. What it tells me. But go ahead. I was like, I can't remember like a season where they've cut four guys right before hometown. Like it's usually one or two guys go home right before hometown. So like this felt, I mean, like she halved her guys. <laughs> and I think part of it is that she sent Clayton home in a one-on-one. Yeah. She sent Martin home for being a douchebag. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so some of that fluff, they just needed to format the show differently because she's just like cutting guys all over the place. I was saying while we were watching, I wanted to see the the dates um, because I don't think that this episode was filmed too long before the Clayton as Bachelor stuff came out. Okay. Uh, I think that some of the cuts that were made were very surprising. Um, and then, you know, it's still very producer driven, but we've seen a few times where Michelle's done things. Or is at least portrayed to do things differently. Um, I, I think these cuts are, are they feel unorthodox because I think they were. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get to some of the detail on that a little bit later here. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like she talks about, or she talked about too in the episode of like, I mean, like she she knew who she wanted for that top four. Yeah, I have some feelings about that too. That maybe we'll get to, maybe we won't. <laughs> Uh, my, my surprise was that the uh, Rodney is a handshake whore. Yeah. Really good about his Michelle's secret handshake. It's something they can connect on. And then these kids show up and Rodney's like, oh, I only have two things that make me special. I shave my nipples and I do cool handshakes. But it was probably, it was a different handshake. At, at least <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if it was the same handshake? He's the handshake guy, but everyone's secret handshake is just the same handshake, so he only has to learn one. Yeah. God, that would Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hadn't even considered that. That would be horrible. Yeah. Oh, no, I watched. I watched because I was like, because he, he did it with the kid first, and then he did it with Michelle later on the date, and I was... I was eagle-eyeing that, that handshake to make sure it was different. Watching with someone I don't know as well, who also doesn't watch mm-hmm. frequently, makes me realize how big of assholes we are as we talk over the entire episode and make fun of every contestant and just are generally mean-spirited. We're sitting here and uh, like the fifth time that we pause in the first 10 minutes to like just catch her up on all the shit talk that we've done about guys because like we glance at each other and we're like oh fucking rodney god dang, god damn this guy never doesn't even know what an apple tastes like and she's like what <laughs> <laughs> it's just like trying to get caught up on 
all of our bullshit on top of the narrative, it's like, oh, we're actually just assholes. No, I mean, like, that's, I think that there are, like, two ways of watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette, right? There's the, there's the, you truly believe the narrative, and you're, like, invested in these people, um, and then there's the, I need to shit talk it to be able to, like, survive it, (laughs) um, and, like, you're in one of two camps, like, there is no gray here. (laughs) It's still not, are you the one? Uh, so it, this fair. is, I mean, it's also, it's also labor of love. <laughs> so, uh, those who are not initiated into the cult, uh, last night was the 200, last night, Tuesday night was the 200th episode of Bachelorette. Yeah. Which is not okay. But, but, you know, it's, it's like, like you said, a, a labor of love. This is, uh, what we choose to do with some of our free time every week. I did, because uh, I was out with a friend yesterday who doesn't really watch. And so she was like, yeah, I feel like it's just been on forever. Um, and so I actually looked it up. The first season of The Bachelor aired in 2002. So this show is 19 years old. Next year, it's going to be in the, it's going to be two decades old. And that is the end of the uh, 602 Row Show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this journey. There, there's your knowledge drop. <laughs> You, 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 all right. Well, do you have anything else you wanted to hit on before we move into uh, into the person by person breakdowns? Um, I mean, just in general. Um, so just like overall for the episode stuff. Um, as soon as I saw the children walk on the show, I immediately um, said to my dog, who I was watching with, um. I, I want to see these kids' releases. <laughs> like, like one, how are they chosen? What is this release that they and their parents had to sign on for? Um, because it's ludicrous that these children who are her students are on the show. Um, absolutely ludicrous. Um, the farm analogies that Michelle was, like, really stretching for, really trying to make all the elements of working on a farm work for a relationship killed me and uh that's what i have <laughs> i think that is uh more than fair <laughs> yeah uh, oh we'll go ahead and move into uh michelle in general it's actually a, a great segue as we uh one of her weaker episodes in my opinion uh very producer driven um although I- it was like producers, but like they kept calling them the kids. <laughs> yeah, that you know what though, I'm I'm okay with that. If they want to plug kids in and just blame everything on the kids for every episode for the rest of the time, that's totally fine. Fair, fair. Like, I don't believe for a second that the kids are the ones who put candy and pizza in that limo, but amazing. Yeah. Um, Michelle could not have been more out on clayton from the beginning yeah you can see it in her face in the limousine that this was procedural this was the one-on-one that had to happen because i i like again we need to see the dates but i think they had realized that clayton was going to be the bachelor even if they had told him 
Um, so we could talk more about Clayton coming up here. Um, Michelle had a white wine after dark. And yeah. I'm sitting here freaking out, wanting to scream at her for it. And the girl we're watching with is drinking white wine. So I'm trying not to be a dick. <laughs> Incredible. But we also were running short on liquor. And I thought about opening the bottle of white wine. And I, I said it to Ashley. And she's like, if you drink white wine, I will never live it down. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I can't do that after all the shit I've talked for a year. <laughs> yeah. And it's all documented on here. Uh yes. So I need to be very careful with the things I do and say. Uh, <laughs> the the I had two other notes on Michelle. One one is also related to Clayton, which I, I guess I'll throw in here now. She says, uh, you are enough. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to tell him how he's not enough. But she, she didn't tell him how she's not, he's not enough. She's not enough for her. He, he's not enough for her. And, no. and she's like, I, I, okay. I mean, the gist of it for me, the way it felt as, as a man watching was like, okay, so I'm going to tell you the things you need to prop up your fragile ego. While also being very Michelle and telling you that I have zero interest in you because you're not interesting. It was just, it was, it, it felt harsh for her. I have no issue with that in general, right? Most guys are ass, all guys are assholes. <laughs> but uh, that felt harsh for her. She's been so honest. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was a bold-faced lie. Um, so it just felt off-putting to me. It, it felt different for me. And, and I wonder if it's not additional role that would normally get cut from a one-on-one like this, but they needed to build the Bachelor character. And that line will absolutely be played in the first 30 seconds of Clayton's season of the Bachelor. You know, you're enough. You're just not enough for me. And the, un- the this unrequited love. And I, it felt like... a, a a line that would be cut under normal circumstances. Yes. I would agree with that. I think, I don't know. Again, like I, and maybe a part of it too, is that at this point, I think we've, we've heard the bachelor narrative too, of like people constantly coming off of the show feeling like they're not enough or they're unlovable, right? That was Ben Higgins' line is, I'm unlovable. Um, and so, like, I do how, wonder if, like, some of the phrasing. What? How dare you bring Ben into this episode? Um, he's happily married and on his honeymoon, so, like, must talk. Um, <laughs> but, um... But no, like, I don't know, like, I I do wonder if part of the phrasing that she chose to go with is because of that, like, stereotypical, like, bachelor, like, narrative that keeps happening. Um, But like I said, like, I, I respected the way that she did it. Because again, I think, I think she tried. Were the words that she chose the best? No. Um, But like, I think that she very much tried to separate, like, this isn't about who you are as a person it's just you are not what I'm looking for right like you are not like I am not feeling the connection with you right like this isn't this isn't like a a diss on you like this isn't like 
an attack on your character, who you are. This isn't me t- saying that you are not enough as a person. It's just me saying that you're not my person. And like, I felt like that was the intention of it, which again, like I appreciate it because like, we haven't always gotten that from like these big breakups that we see on the bachelor and bachelorette. Um, and so like I said, I, I appreciate the way that she tried to go about phrasing it. Okay. Thank you for taking the thing I was angry about and ruining it. I mean, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I, I had one other note on Michelle and I have to credit, uh, First, Ashley, who noticed it immediately, and then Jazzy, who we were watching with, who noticed it next, and me, who just denied it until it was too obvious to ignore. Michelle was ripped on the group date, on the on the after party for the group date. She was drunk. Um, and I chalked it up as disinterest. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ashley immediately, she's, oh, she's drunk. And then it, it became more and more apparent that she was drunk and I still wasn't buying it. Uh, but by, by the end, I, I think she was sitting with, uh, I think she was sitting with Rodney uh-huh. and she's glossed. She is, she is not even present. Um, so I like that from the bachelorette. Cause I think it's, it's an interesting power dynamic. Uh, you know, we saw it a whole lot with, uh, Hannah B. Yeah. We had the tail, you know, Irish, Irish flush going on. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't seen it with Michelle yet. Um, and, you know, if I had spent a whole night with those guys, I would also be drunk. So I, like, I, I definitely get it. Um, but it, it was a different side of her that we hadn't necessarily seen yet. Uh, and, and part of it's the edit. Uh, but I, I was happy to see that, yes, yes, Michelle is drinking <laughs> at these parties. <laughs> so that was uh, just an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, you so, have any? I did not notice that. <laughs> go back and watch the just the at, just the uh, after party for the group date. It's uh, it's interesting. She's uh, very much in a different element than she normally is. The uh, uh, the facade of control kind of falls away a little bit, and she's a little more loose. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like I was last night. <laughs> Blackout Wednesday, y'all. <laughs> So I'll take a a moment here. Um, No, we'll go straight into the eliminations. I apologize. I'm working off a a notepad instead of my normal (laughs) maze of of delightfulness that I have in front of me. Uh, Elims this week, uh, Clayton, Olu, Martin, Rick. We went from eight to four. Uh, As we talked about earlier, uh, a little bit surprising going to Final Four that quickly. Uh, Clearly, the guys knew which means the producers knew mm-hmm. uh, or that footage was shot later or in speculation. You know, the, the show is what it is. We, we thought there was another week before final four. Um, but uh, these eliminations are, are pretty much what we knew even before ABC dropped spoilers. We knew Clayton was probably going home on his date or shortly after. Um, I guess that's where I'll start. Clayton got a a very unusual edit. Yeah. Uh, That's not something that generally happens. I'm not surprised that he was still at the hotel the next morning. You know, we, we make a big production about packing the bags and getting driven out, but like realistically they're not going 
anywhere in the middle of the night. They're not driving them to the airport, right? It's part of the show. It's it's yeah. it's fake. I hate to break this to everyone at home, but this show is fake. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not surprised that he's at the hotel in the morning, but very surprised at how it played out. Um, the, the thing I kept thinking of is I'd like to see this B-roll footage of every guy in every season and whether or not they filmed it. And, and again, that's why I'm, I'm really intrigued in the timing of this episode. I haven't taken the time to track it down. Uh, we, we can, we can time it out from the baseball date. Uh, but I'd be, I'd be shocked if the producers of this show didn't know Clayton was the next bachelor before this one-on-one date. Um, so we got some extra footage and filming that we wouldn't normally. Well, and that he needed. Like, he needed it for bachelor status. Like, he he was very calm on the date, very calm with the rejection. There were no tears in the limo car leaving the date. Um, there was no real response leaving it other than, yeah, like, that kind of sucks. Like, he needed it. He needed if, the tears. He needed to say, I just want that family. Right. I just want kids so bad. I just want to be enough and I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes. If he doesn't invite that little girl to his wedding. Oh my God. <laughs> I will drive her there myself. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the people I know. Close to close to Clayton. If that little girl is not at that wedding, I'll be furious because if you're gonna if you're gonna do the the fake cry breakdown and she's like, please invite me to your wedding and you don't, that that yeah. tells me a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I wanna take a little bit of time to uh let you talk about your your crush, your uh your man interest. Uh, Martin. What? It's what is Martin my crush and love it? Huge Martin fan early in the season. <laughs> we talked about how interesting he was and how ended the whole vibe. And I just I wanted to come full circle. I want to give you a little bit of uninterrupted time to talk about your boy. Martin's. I feel like I'm gonna have to rewatch our episodes from the beginning because I don't know if I was that sold on him. <laughs> I know I was really angry at him wearing sweaters when it was hot outside. I have one note for Martin. It says Martin, Meg. Question. <laughs> um, well, okay. Obviously, I hate Martin. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like, he, and again, I think it depends on kind of what we're shown and when we're shown it. Um, There could have been, like, a lot of these comments throughout the season, and we're just only seeing them in the last couple episodes. Um, I did, so I will say, like, I was a fan of him in the way that he handled Jamie and the way that he stuck up for him. And so I will say that I was a fan of that. And I think, like, on... On some level, like, I do continue to be a fan of that. Do I like his treatment of women? No. <laughs> women or females? 
bow. Yeah, uh, he he was a lot. That's literally my only note on him. It was a very unimpressive showing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, this season in general has just been really interesting in the way that the producers have forced drama and, like, forced villains, too. And, again, each one only lasts, like, one or two episodes. Um, and, again, like, it seems very timed, right? Like, Chris has left, and then all of a sudden, Martin's being a dick. <laughs> a misogynistic dick. Um, and so it's just, like, again, the thought is, like, has he been doing this the entire season? And we just haven't been shown it until it was convenient for the editors because they lost their last, like, villain. And they wanted that drama. Or is it something that just came out a little bit later? Right? And so, I don't know. Um, I think that Martin probably needs to be around um, some strong women. Um, slash, he also needs to be around some men who hold him accountable for his actions and his words. You gotta um, get out of Miami. Because it's also <laughs> a, a woman's job to teach a man how to treat her. Um, <laughs> uh, Olu, who sabotaged himself by wasting so much time hating on other dudes instead of focusing on his relationship uh, also went home um, I also though like I think his interaction with Michelle on the group date felt very much like a friend connection to me um, and thinking back to like their other interactions like I like I think he's kind of always been like more in that like friend trusted confidant type of like role and I don't know if there was ever going to be a chance for him to move up he's another pick for me uh if, if bip returns next summer yeah uh he he's gonna clean up uh reddit and instagram are calling him swolu mm -hmm. um, dude is cut from marble he is he is absolutely jacked yeah um the the one other note I had on Olu was the the little girl who called him warm hot chocolate or like a warm chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> we watched that three times here. We kept going back to it because I was howling over the audio for that. That is that is there's a lot in that statement. Um and I enjoyed all of the undertones and overtones. And that, that is a fantastic thing to say about Olu. He is absolutely a warm chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. I have nothing on Rick. Uh, again, was very not present, uh, looking terrible. I like, I, I don't want to hate on dudes, but like, he's just not. He, the least attractive guy in the final 15 um, and had some sort of connection that kept him around and then got no time other than yanking on udders. Yeah. And like, was just very serious again. Um, my one note is on the group date when he's talking to Michelle, I noticed he had some, he wore some loafers with his, uh, his nighttime outfit. I'm not saying that it was a bad look. It's just not a look I would have chosen for him. <laughs> there have been several questionable 
outfits from the guys this year already. Um, for anyone who is not initiated, Michelle gets styled and dressed by the finest of the fine. The guys bring their own clothes. This is why Nate's worn the same pair of orange swim trunks six times. Yeah. Um, so I say that to say this. If we notice someone wearing shitty clothes at a date, they picked it. They dress themselves in that, and this is what has been deemed acceptable in their head. Yeah. Um, so it is absolutely fine to shame people for <laughs> for the clothes they're wearing. It is less acceptable to do what I've done all season, which make fun of Michelle for the clothes she's wearing, because professional stylists have put her in those things. So like those horrible khaki pants she was wearing on her date with Clayton. So we picked that, and they were probably seven hundred dollar khaki pants. Yeah, um, those are very in style right now. Watch the episode if you haven't. Drop in the comments if you think uh, Michelle's pants are, are stylish or not. Um, maybe, maybe I'll drop a poll somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, did you have anything else on the guys who were eliminated? Um, I don't think so. All right, well, uh, we'll move to Brandon, uh, and, and I'll put it here because I forgot to mention it earlier. So, splash in theory. Uh, if I don't get it up on the screen, I apologize. Uh, Brandon scored 63 points yeah. in Rose League. Uh, I believe that's the highest of the year. Dude kisses her constantly. Yeah. Uh, huge points. Huge points. He also has this nasty habit of talking down about himself, which loses him some points, but he, he, he's amazing. Uh, he has a really great habit of talking really positively about his feelings towards Michelle. Yes. He is He is falling in a hard way. Um, yeah, 63 points. If you didn't have him in your lineup, you literally could not have come close to perfect lineup. Uh, I think he was half of my points scored this week. Yeah, that sounds right. It was massive. Absolutely massive. Uh, we knew he had the one-on-one. If you watch Rose Show, you knew he had a one-on-one. If you watch Rose Show, you knew you had to have him in there. Uh, all that to say this, watch Rose Show. We're really good at this. Yeah, we are. And we're funny. We are funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else on Brandon? Um, He's just, again, like, he... Um, um, I keep calling him like sweet baby angel because he is just like he feels so young. He got so excited about getting ice cream, like he truly was just like a small child. We're getting ice cream, like just <laughs> so excited. Like you could have taken him to do anything. You could have taken him to go like shop at Walmart, and he was like, "We're shopping at Walmart." <laughs> like just so funny. Um, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a good quality to have. Like it is. I mean, it's 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 a good quality to have. Um, I I wrote down that I forgot that his entrance was the bed and how much I hated that entrance. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. he, he made a comment about it when they were sitting in in Michelle's bed, where he kind of said like. Oh, how funny, like, we come full circle, like, like, I came in on my bed, and now here we are sitting in your bed. I didn't even, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, he was the one who came in on fucking bed, and it was an awful in- entrance, but here we are. Um, and then I wrote down that we finally got some substance from him. Um, so, like, I've been complaining about how, like, it just seems like he kisses really well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, we finally got a little bit of substance as he's talking about, like, his grandfather and his family and just kind of, like, what that means. And so, um, it was nice to see a little bit more depth depth to him that I'm sure Michelle has been getting, but we haven't been getting as viewers. So. So as is tradition on our show, uh, you know, Megan brought you all the sentimental and I'll close on Brandon by saying he is going to fuck all the bachelor nation girls mm-hmm. until the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope Demi doesn't get her claws in him, uh, but she probably will. Uh, and and he, he's going to, he's going to put some work in over the next six months here. I think. I will say he, so he almost made my surprise for this week. The fact that he didn't stand up with a huge boner <laughs> when meeting Michelle's parents. <laughs> Cause they're there like making out in this hot tub. He's like all alone <laughs> or like they're seemingly all alone. And then parents come and he has to stand up. You best believe I was looking straight at his crotch. <laughs> It almost made it as my surprise. It didn't, but if if my rampant use of swears wasn't enough to mark this explicit, um, I think that would be. So I have to mental note. I have to mark this episode as explicit for our podcast, um, so we don't get taken down. I I mean, it's not like I said I said boner. Yeah. The, that word, no, okay. All right, so uh, I didn't have any notes on uh, on beautifulized Joe. Uh, he, he really kind of took a back seat this yeah. episode, uh, not having a one on one. We we knew he moved on, um, but not not a not a great amount of points. Obviously, part of the perfect lineup, uh, but but didn't didn't do a whole lot. Do you have anything on Joe? Um, just that he like just presents as such like a gentle soul still. Um, I'm very intrigued to see his family next week and like how those interactions are. Cause like so far in the show, he's been like this very like quiet, stoic, like presence um, that has like this like gentleness to him. And so I'm interested to see how he is with his family and if like he is the same way with them or if he livens up a little bit, gets a little more energy. Being in his hometown in theory, most access to family that we'll see. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who they who they actually bring on, who they talk to. Yeah. Uh, Nate, who again just was kind of there. Uh, yeah. I was very surprised. We we didn't have the group date rose coming in. Uh, we didn't know who it was going to be. Uh, obviously, Nate as as the chalkiest of chalk uh, was in lineups anyway. Um, that's not the way I read that date yeah. where I would have put the rose, uh, but obviously he won it uh, and was, was safe ahead of uh, a little bit of chaos as, uh, as some people were sent home, but uh, I, I didn't have anything else on Nate. Yeah. I mean, again, similar to with Joe or uh, with Brandon, we got a little bit of substance with Nate. Um, so again, I've been complaining with him too, especially like following his one-on-one with Michelle that, he didn't really talk about himself at all. Like we still didn't really know anything about him. Um, and so him talking about um, kind of his dynamic with his dad, again, like in, a, in an approach for the hometowns was interesting just to get, again, just a little bit deeper with him, 
knowing that there is clearly something that Michelle sees that we're not seeing other than him just looking pretty. Um, so I, and I, I thought the same thing. I was, I was surprised that he got the group date, like given the edit and given kind of what Michelle was saying, like I, I would have chosen Joe over Nate for getting that group rose, but. I mean, I would also fake a back injury to get out of scooping shit out of the uh, the pen. <laughs> yeah. Felt very out of character for him and the way they were kind of like filming him babying. And it's like, all right, like I'm, I'm we, we can move on. I'm past this. Yeah. Uh, Rodney, who <laughs> is the comedic relief of this season. <laughs> he kills me. <laughs> I'm not sure Rodney's ever been on a farm, and that's fine. Uh, but watching in my head, right, the the reality for me was that I am watching Rodney experience a farm for the first time, um, and it was fantastic. It, it was it was very entertaining. Yeah, no, he uh, he just cracked me up, and his like interactions with the kids too. Like he just, uh, yeah, no, he was killing me this episode. Um, and he did he did a really nice job getting the one on one time with Michelle too. Like having Michelle come in and scoop shit with him. Like, um, that was a good play. I mean, it, it was a good, it was a good way to get her involved and like do that teamwork. So. Uh, so those are the guys, um, through the magic of the internet. Now you'll see the week seven pricing in front of you. <laughs> uh, Nate, Brandon, Joe, Rodney, it's pick three. Three move on. Uh, you'll see our picks in a moment here. Uh, actually, I'll throw them up right now. These are our week seven picks. It is going to be really hard not to go chalk the rest of the way. We know who wins. We know final two. We know final three. Unless something hits from a preview standpoint that has Rodney doing unbelievable shit. You're picking the people who are moving on. Yeah. Um, so you'll see here both of our lineups are Nate, Brandon, Joe. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Brandon and Joe move on. Rodney goes home. From a fantasy standpoint, this is what we were talking about earlier. It's going to be really, really tough to divide yourself from the pack. Really, now you're playing against people for getting the set lineups. Um, the position you're in is pretty much set. If you want to get really cute uh, and pick someone you know is going home, you can make that argument. There's some merit to that. But we know final three, we know final two, and we know who wins. Your options are going to reduce week over week to the point where there's two guys left and you have to pick one. Picking the guy who doesn't win is a bold strategy. It is. But you guys also know, having listened to the show and having uh, followed us, that if one of the two of us is going to make a bold strategy, it's going to be uh, this draw right here. Well, I mean, you saw the leaderboard. Um, I can tell you my picks every week the rest of the way already. Uh, it's chalk. <laughs> it's, it's whoever moves on. Um, I'm not saying it out loud so that I don't like overtly spoil it for anyone who's made it. <laughs> Four eight minutes in this episode and still doesn't know who wins this league. Uh, watch the previews, pick the 
pick very carefully. Know your scoring system. Uh, batch bracket uh, is, is another one that we've played on before. Very different than the scoring for Rose League. Um, the the fantasizer week to week very different. Um, way more point categories than the other two. So know your scoring. But generally speaking, we all know our lineups for the next three weeks. Um, may or may not be a lineup for Mental All episodes. Sometimes they drop like like new footage in the Mental All so that the people who watch this for the reasons we watch have something to look forward to. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, really what it comes down to is, is you're, you're pretty much locked where you are. So you're playing against the inactives. So absolutely set a lineup. Don't stop. Don't stop setting a lineup. Um, but there's just not going to be a whole lot of opportunity for movement. Uh, right now, Thursday morning, I do not have the season long. Um, so if I do, we'll drop it in here. Uh, spoiler alert: I'm, I'm, Me and uh, Myra are tied for first, and will not give up that lead mm-hmm. unless something changes and the people we know win didn't win or like people magically come back <laughs> yeah it, 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 crazier things have happened but if the season plays out the way we have been expecting it to um those should hold uh season long rankings are pretty much set uh so all we're doing now is trying to beat the weekly people uh out, out of spite and malice uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, that, that's pretty much the fantasy season here, guys. So uh, there's there's a reason some people in the Rose League have never seen a finale mm-hmm. of this show. Uh, it's because that this season is essentially over. Uh, we will continue doing uh, these shows weekly uh, through the end of the season uh, because we owe it to our fans. Um, uh, and because we really enjoy it. <laughs> I, I, I like filming as well, but... Uh, uh, the, the big thing we're working on now is the preview for Clayton's season. Uh, so research has already began on that. Um, I believe that has wrapped. I believe Clayton's season is done filming now. Um, so we have we have a lot of the data. So we'll, we'll do a breakdown of that. Uh, but that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, that season starts January 3rd. Uh, so immediately out of the holidays here. So we'll, we'll get a preview episode out. As soon as ABC drops the preview package, which now that Clayton's eliminated, I think they'll officially announce them as The Bachelor, uh, and we should get that preview. Uh, so, as always, like and subscribe, uh, and we will uh, we'll see you next week for uh, for some hometown dates, which should be just just filthy with points. Uh, check your lineups. Check your spoilers. Uh, and, and good luck if you're trying to uh, to bridge the gap on some of your scoring. Uh, Megan, do you have anything else? Um, no, no. All right, that that's six hundred two row show uh, special Thanksgiving edition. I'll, uh, maybe maybe pop a turkey right here. Turkey. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, like and subscribe. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. <laughs>